Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and psychic medium Stephanie Burke. And tonight, the part of science advisor Matt Moniz will be played by John Brightman, <laughs> who's hanging out with us tonight in the spooky studio. Moniz is off tonight, but uh, John is joining us because we haven't seen him in a while. It has been a while. It has, but... Uh, it's good to have you back. Just so you know, though, in the time that you've been gone, that microphone has gotten worse, so you want to get right up on it. Oh, that bad? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... I don't want to feel like I'm kissing it. You kind of have to. That's kind of creepy. That's you don't, you don't want to kiss yours. Exactly. Because, no. well, first of all, like, you haven't seen, like, some of the people that use that microphone, but also... You're so nice. That microphone is actually super sensitive now. Right. Which is why, like, every noise that you make, it'll pick up. So you might like be like, oh, why, why am I right on top of this? Right. But you're not. It's just it's super sensitive now. So and then mine is what it usually is. It only sounds as good as I make it. And <laughs> I don't make it sound very good. But we are here to talk about the paranormal as we usually are each and every Saturday night. But we haven't been in for a while because we've had so much going on. A couple of weekends ago, we were in Winchenden. And then, well, I was in Winchenden, but we were all spread all over the place i was in florida and then after that lilydale and then last week wareham so now we're back in the studio and it's this is like the longest i've sat i was telling john earlier this is gonna be the longest i've sat in one spot in weeks okay sheldon because i'll be sitting here for for the next two hours i like that but uh i've just been running around so much and Doing so many different things is you're super cool. So many people are no, so many people are this time of year. Like this is this is what people do in the summer. So it's you know it's nice to be able to sit and talk about paranormal stuff for a little while, and that's what we'll do tonight. We're going to be joined in just a few moments by Porter and Doogie from well, you know them from Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns. We're going to talk to them about the new project. Ghost Hunt Live that was announced just a few weeks ago, or maybe just about two weeks ago now, I think the announcement came out. Uh, so we'll find out some of the preliminary plans for that, as well as what they have been up to. Uh, also, if you are a Nielsen family especially, but if you are also in front of your television right now, you can watch Haunted Towns on Travel Channel. They have been rerunning the first season on Travel Channel. Do they, do they still call it Most Haunted Towns? It is Most Haunted Towns. So the, there's like a new opening that says Most Haunted Towns? There's a new opening, and they've completely re-edited all of the episodes. So there's actually footage in these episodes on Travel Channel that were not aired on Destination America. Oh, okay. So maybe this will be the uh, the, the the Fall River Cut will be the one that I'm actually in. You might be in it. Maybe. Maybe. I'm still waiting to get the, uh, the UK cut, because I know I was in that one. That's right. That's right. So... We'll see what happens. I don't really care. I don't need to see myself on TV. I don't like looking at myself visually. I saw it happen live, so... And it wasn't that impressive. But uh, the show itself is very impressive, and if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you can check it out on Travel Channel, and hopefully that will help bolster the ratings enough that they'll say, oh, let's go out and do some more of these, because I know they're doing you know, Ghost Hunt Live, but it's this is kind of a, a special event type thing. So we'll get some more of the uh, information coming up from from Doogie and Porter coming up in a few moments. And then later on in the show, we'll play a little catch-up with all the stuff that we've had going on because there's stuff that we need to talk about. We yeah. need to talk about masturbating ghosts. No, we don't. We do, because it was pretty phenomenal. I, I haven't heard this story yet. You, we That's need to talk about it. That's the worst thing you could have said at this very moment. But it's saying. true. I haven't heard the story. And I wish, not only is there a story, there's a video that you need to see. Oh, oh hold on, Matt. Let me turn you on. 
I'm going to flag us on YouTube for yes, saying that. You will. Well, I just remember too. We're actually on the radio too, so there's only so much that we can go Nothing into detail. But we do have the photos. I mean, the uh, video available. Oh, yeah. We have video. It's it's on the SLS camera, and uh, some friends of yours, John, actually were with me investigating when it was captured. Oh, so, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I did hear about this. So when you see the footage, I'll show I you during the I... during the news break. I did hear this. But for those of you who haven't seen it, you can check it out on the Spooky South Coast YouTube channel, which most of you are probably watching right now. And hello to everyone in the chat room that is watching us on Spooky TV right now. And you can you can see that that uh, ghost uh, enjoying himself in a bathtub. And I will also talk about the music room ghost as well, because that was just as impressive. So we will have all of that information coming up for you a little bit later on in the show. And then we'll also tell you about some of the adventures that we've been having. Uh, I do want to discuss Lilydale uh, a little more in depth. We don't have to talk about Lilydale. Well, you go to places I don't get to go to. So yeah, I've never been, so I want to hear sad. about it. I was supposed to go, and it's, uh, somebody screwed up the we, we were no, all no, invited, no, actually. Nothing got screwed up. Nothing got screwed up. It was because of the workshop that was... It was more important that my traveling companion attended the workshop that he did. Right. And as it turns out, it was hugely important. I'll, I'll tell you about all that a little bit later on. And uh, we'll, we'll also talk some Lizzie Borden tonight, too, because it is the anniversary of the murders. August 4th, 1892. So we are looking at, uh, what's this, 2018? 126. So, yeah, so we will look back in time and we'll talk a little bit about Lizzie Borden from both a paranormal perspective and a true crime perspective. And speaking of true crime, uh, if you haven't checked out our last live episode that we did here in the studio, that was the New Bedford Highway Murders episode. It's getting a lot of buzz. People are talking about it. You can check that out on podcast or via YouTube as well. All right, well, I think we have our two guests uh, lined up to join us, and I'm going to try and bring them both on the line, which can sometimes be a challenge. But Mercury's in retrograde. We're going <laughs> to... Thanks for bringing that up now. It's pretty much guaranteeing that we're going to have right, an issue right, now. Right, but we're doing good so far. But uh, first, we will bring on, because he called in first, we have Scott Porter on the line. Porter, are you with us? All right, there you are. And uh, how are you? Good. And uh, we're just going to turn you up there. How's that, Matt? Good level? Okay. And uh, we're going to also bring on Doogie as well, who is uh, joining us on this line. Hello, Doogie, you with us? Hey, what's up? There we go. We got both of you guys on at once. And uh, this is this is always the, the challenge here is being able to make sure that you guys can hear us and that we can hear both of you. But it sounds good on your end? Yeah, sounds good over here, too. Okay. So uh, I guess the uh, the first question is uh, that I have to ask is, and uh, either one of you can jump in and answer this, which episode of Haunted Towns or Most Haunted Towns is on tonight on Travel Channel? That's Bisbee, oh, that would Arizona. Be, uh, Bisbee, Arizona. Oh, well, that was... Uh, that was a weird place. Uh, Doogie, I know that uh, when you guys were out there, they had something, one of their usual uh, annual festivals going on. Did you get to partake in that? Did you get to dress up in any Alice in Wonderland costumes? <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't dress up for the occasion, but I got to see a lot of uh, amazing outfits. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, Porter, it was you... like being in a psychedelic trip. <laughs> I, I and, and Porter, I, I know that you've seen some some weirdness because you you hang out with Stephanie and John, so you've seen things. Listen, but uh, how does that yeah. compare to Bisbee? I'm gonna tell you what. When we were in Bisbee, they had they had the Alice in Wonderland festival going on, whatever it is. And uh, I will tell you what, there was some strange happenings going on there. I mean, it was kind of cool to witness, but uh, 
I don't know. I don't know which one goes stranger, the uh, the adventures with John and Stephanie or or Bisbee, but it'd be a close neck and neck race. I was going to say we've had some pretty crazy experiences and drives in cars and back from conventions. <laughs> we have, but I'd like to argue that I'm normal. And Dookie's been a part of those rides and conventions and things like that. So I just say we just all get together and go to Bisbee and just make it super weird. Oh, there you go. Oh, we could de- we could definitely go tear tear the rest of the walls down there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we can put uh, we'll put John Brightman in a little uh, Alice in Wonderland outfit. All right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. Well, well, we, can, we can leave him in Bisbee, and then we'll just we'll just travel over to Tombstone and hang out. Deal. I'm just thinking, like you could be the you know when Alice. You know, I think, what, does she drink it or eats it or whatever? Yeah. When she gets really big, yeah. that could be you. So, and then I'll dress Pick up as right Alice. I'll, I'll dress yeah, up as right? Alice when she shrinks. <laughs> so between the two of us, we'll have, you know, the two different sizes. Listen, this could be very, very um, nostalgic, um, <laughs> considering our adventure in P-Town. This is true, too. <laughs> yes, this is true. I... I the pizza Kim, place. Is no, the I pizza remember. Place. I remember. I just. I, I don't know how much of this I want to reveal to the public. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Greg Newkirk is a very dapper man, and uh, so true. I was very surprised that uh, he was not getting the same attention that uh, some of the the rest of us were. They, I wasn't getting any. Just she was it out not there. getting any. Right, <laughs> it was me and you that it's everybody. The first time that we've ever been anywhere, to. whether that uh, that's people weren't paying attention to Stephanie instead of us. But uh, so they it, like they like the big Hulkley man. That's why. Well, that's why they were going for you. What's my excuse? The beard. Yeah, that's well, what did it. I, I heard the term bear quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how are there bears on Cape Cod? There's, uh, you know, they have to get over the bridge. But anyway, you were, uh, you're my fake husband all weekend. Whatever works. <laughs> whatever gets us through the weekend. But uh, so, in, in in speaking of uh, of weekends, you guys actually have uh, some some big plans coming up for future weekends because there's going to be a new program on the Travel Channel called Ghost Hunt Live. Uh, Porter, how did this all come together? You know, and, and and really quick, just to make sure that we have it correct, they they've told us that the Ghost Hunt Live name is actually a uh, a working name right now, and okay. that may not be the uh, final name. Um, but it's you know it's one of those interesting things where um, you know as we've as we've been on this journey and, and working toward our, you know, our our roles in TV and, and and our our shows you know it's been one of those things that we've always thought about and and, and thought it would be great at some point in time to have a live show and, and of course we did the live show at the Exorcism House uh, out in uh, Missouri and and that was a great success I think that you know everybody wants to see what we do they want to see it live you know they. It takes away some of the mystery and some of the um, uh, some of the premise that something could be manipulated because if it's live, you know, it's you're seeing it with just a minor delay that's required by the FCC. But uh, you know, the network called us up one day and and really just said, "Hey guys, we want to do a live ghost hunt uh, show," and and we were all game for it. You know, I mean, it's like it's uh, it, it adds a whole new set of uh, pressure uh, to you as a uh, uh, as as being a, a TV personality, but I think this is the kind of show that the paranormal world has been waiting for. And and Doogie, it must be helpful too to actually have the live aspect of the investigation because it keeps you in the moment of the investigation as opposed to when you're filming and you know somebody might say uh, you know hey can you just walk into that room again you know we we missed that can you just walk in again and and it kind of take you know it can somehow pop you out of the the mindset of the investigation but with going live you've got to kind of stay uh, you know sharp and and be part of the investigation at all given moments because there are no second takes when you're live 
Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, when, when we're doing haunted towns and things like that, yeah, there's certain things they have to re-get, um, you know, just because they didn't get us walking into a room or something like that. But, you know, this this live show, man, it's, it's going to be rocking. I mean, it's, it's going to be right there with us. There's no retakes. If something happens, it, I mean, you're seeing it right in the moment that we are. And, uh, you know, but that, that's scary in another sense because, you know, you know how these spookies work, man. They don't work on you, so... It's like uh, it's like we have to try to confuse them like Brandon does, and uh, hope to be able to catch them on camera right there, right then and there. Because uh, I mean, that's that's the scary part about this show is like something could happen, like the Holy Grail, or you know, we could just be sitting there with crickets chirping. You know, I'm hoping that uh, Spookies want to work with us and be live at the same time, and uh, maybe to change their mood as well. Well, I mean, that is the challenge, and we've seen over the years where there have been other uh, paranormal programs that have had live episodes, and as, you, as Porter mentioned, you guys did the Exorcism live episode. So there have been these examples of where uh, they've gone in and tried to do stuff live, and you don't have that benefit of being able to cut down on some of the, the nothing time for the viewer, so you've got to kind of try to find a way to keep them uh, in the moment. And so, uh, Porter, I assume that having done live uh, investigations previously, there's probably a lot more of uh, keeping the audience engaged on your part, of letting them know what you're doing and why you're doing it, because you're not going to have the benefit of, of an OTF to explain what it is that you're doing. So you've got to kind of keep it going and, and keep that uh, explanation going in the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, one cool, you do. It's one of those things where as you're, as you're going through there, you're going to have to you know be aware that you're explaining everything to your audience. <clears> and <throat> You're going to have to paint the picture for them. You're going to be painting that picture of of the the historical aspect of it, the story that goes along with the location, and then keeping everybody informed of how you're what you're investigating, how you're investigating it, um, and and two the, the the unique thing about this show that what we're hearing is that the audience can actually take part. So they're going to be able to be watching us and and telling us if they see something in another location, so that we can go check it out. So. We're hoping that that added piece of the audience interaction is really going to set this show, uh, you know, on a whole other level above uh, what other live shows have been. And and see, Doogie, this is live too, so the same thing can happen. Uh, you know, we didn't want you to get cut off from being able to answer the question. So, so your thoughts on the same question of keeping the audience in the moment? Oh no, I can't. I can't hear Porter. I, you know, it's you're probably better off when you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> There's, it is kind of hard to get the two uh, going over each other, but I'll, I'll try and direct the, the traffic as best I can. You can just say whatever you want about him, though, because he can't hear you. Oh, well, I, I do that all the time, but I usually do it when he's around. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do think that, uh, as, as Porter had mentioned, you know, the technology has changed from the time, you know, when Ghost Hunters were doing their live episodes 10 years ago, you know, when Ghost Adventures was going live, you know, eight years ago. We have social media. We have a lot more immediacy in what's going on. Uh, Doogie, you must be pretty excited to be able to, because your audience is very passionate, and they're always reaching out to you uh, via social media anyway, so you must be pretty excited to have the opportunity to work them into the investigation now. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a really cool aspect of the show, that they can they can jump right in there, and hopefully the way this is going to be laid out, there's going to be cameras they can be watching, and you know maybe maybe hit us up and let us know if they see something going on so we can 
run up there and try to have some action going on. I mean, we've always been accused of being like, you know, bulls in a china shop um, about the way we investigate sometimes, which always brings us good luck. I mean, you can ask Porter. I mean, we go in there and we keep moving for the most part. And I think that's what you got to keep doing is, is just keep going in there, investigating and moving. Sometimes it calls to sit there in silence for a while, but we've always had really good luck at just charging in and, you know, talking to these things and making it feel – we try to make whatever this these entities are, uh, we try to make them a part of our group. You know, you don't want to, you know, just keep pounding them with the same questions. You know, we, we, try to, we try to make them feel like they're part of the group, and I think that's the reason why – we get so much interaction because we're in there actually digging and, you know, like, hey, come on and holler at us. You know, we're just a bunch of country boys. So, uh, you know, let's, let's get down to this and figure out, you know, what's going on. And, and Porter, I'll, I'll say this, you know, having worked with you guys on, on Ghost Asylum and on Haunted Towns, it was a pretty big kind of 180 from going from the way that you would investigate the, the asylums, the hospitals, the jails, the places and, and the type of, uh, entities that you were looking for on Ghost Asylum, and then to get into Haunted Towns where it was kind of looking for the pieces of a bigger puzzle to kind of put it all together and, and probably dealing with a lot of spirits that aren't, uh, gonna be combative against you or that aren't going to have uh, any remaining issues left over from when they were alive. And now it seems like with this live show, it's going to have to be even more of a change because you kind of have to just be ready for whatever comes at you and be able to kind of decide in the moment how you're going to run that investigation and what kind of approach you're going to take. You really do. I mean, this is this adds a whole new layer of, of a challenge to it because you know you, with the other shows you kind of you know, like you said you kind of had an idea of the of the angle that you were going and 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 sometimes it would change on you and and being able to work around that you know as far as for shooting a show and building a show you know it was it was pretty simple but when you're in the live moment uh, you know you're you're going to have to shift very quickly and if if things are uh, you know, are, are okay and you can keep going down that road, you know, you, you keep, you know, hammering those questions or going through those questions and trying to, you know, get to the bottom of whatever the uh, story is that you're trying to put together. But, you know, in the same sense, you can also run into a situation, uh, where things can, you know, get a little sketchy. I mean, we've had, you know, situations in other shows where, uh, you know, one where Brandon had a, a, a bad outcome, but, uh, you know, related to some of his issues there. Uh, over in uh, Banner Up, North Carolina, at Cannon Memorial, and you know it was nice to be able to take some of that that interaction that went on, you know, out of the show. But in a live situation, you're going to see that that raw, uncut, unfiltered, um, you know, interaction that that may get pretty wild. So uh, you know, you, you don't you just have to be ready for anything that's going to come up. And, and Doogie, the other thing too is you were talking about, you know, hoping that the, the ghosts work with you and that the ghosts are there and, uh, and on your side during these live episodes. But also you have to worry about the equipment. You, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, chance to, to have something fail or to have something get its batteries drained, uh, and be able to kind of stop for a moment and reset and put in fresh batteries. Like you, you need your equipment to really be, uh, tip top and, and, and working for you. I think we're losing you a little bit. That's all right. We'll, we'll, you can just uh, jump back in if, uh, if he comes back in. One plus side to it being live, and I'm sure everybody will um, either. It's not going to be good on our part because, you know, you don't have the luxury of going back and listening to a recorder later on 
or anything. You know, you have to do everything in the moment to, to get it out to people. So, you know, knock on wood, um, which I normally do that knocking on my head, um, you know, our equipment is on point, and if battery drain, maybe we have two or three extras of everything. And Stephanie, I'm sorry, you were saying? I was saying the benefit about having it live and having the audience interact is you're going to be able to get rid of a lot of those questions that you get after the episode airs of, hey, I think I saw something here. Hey, I think I saw something there. I'm sure you guys remember all the questions that you got with uh, Devin, n- Devin's nose in the background. Or the nun. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a huge um, a huge benefit to, to doing something live. This is going to be revolutionary television when it comes to what you guys are going to be doing, and it's really exciting. It's kind of like Tim said earlier, too. I mean, the updated times now with having so much relied on social media right. you know that that's the thing i mean you can tweet while you're doing your investigation you can twitter you can you know it's do all, thing, whatever tweet, <laughs> um instagram <laughs> if they wanted to take a picture right. and show something on their social media where before you probably couldn't because it was being recorded it had to be kept quiet at the time you know now it's a totally different thing so you're playing with a whole different ball game and fans will like that well, what you're talking about, too, and what you just brought up, and you guys, I'm not sure if you're able to talk about it yet or not, but um, locations and where you'll be and how how are they working toward keeping people away from the locations while you're filming? Yeah, I don't think that we've really gotten into, um, you know, how tight the security is going to be, but I know that there will have to be some pretty major security around any location we're at. We're going we're gonna to try to keep those sites, you know, kind of pinned down and away from the general public so that... Uh, you know, until it's you know the time, until it's go time, until we're live. Um, but you know, the the, the issue is going to be is that as you start building the uh, the history package and putting that together, you know, they're going to have leaks. So you're going to have people that are going to be kind of scoping out the places. But uh, you know, we may not disclose the actual location until much later in the show. Uh, you know, give tidbits that someone may be able to put together, but we may not disclose the actual location until much later. Uh, just just to try to keep it a as much of a sanitary environment as we can. I mean, I would, I mean, I'd almost say, like, it's, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be, be better off if nobody knows until the show does go live. Right. You know, if, uh, if, 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 if I had my say in it, and I, I don't <laughs> right now, if anybody's wondering, uh, but if I had my say, I would, that's the way I would do it, is I would say, you know, we're just going to show up and, and the episode description will just be a generic, you know, episode description, and we will we'll worry about all that stuff for you know all the log lines will come later after the episode has been filmed. But for now, let's just keep it as raw and pure, and you never know where we're going to be. And that way, there, mm-hmm. you know, it saves that problem, but it also creates a, an extra level of excitement for the audience. And uh, and you know, the thing that people don't realize is everybody that comes on a show as an expert or to offer their own experiences on camera or any of that stuff, they all sign non disclosure agreements. So they can't reveal any information until the show airs. So everybody will be kind of, you know, tight-lipped, hopefully, and they keep that secret so that by the time you actually go live, maybe nobody knows anything about it. Yeah, I think think the the giveaway is probably going to be uh, the large tractor trailers that are going to have the big satellite dishes on top of them. Uh, you know, that might be a little giveaway for us in some locations that we arrive at. Well, the, well maybe not. The, <laughs> and the other key is too, find, find more remote locations. You know, don't, don't, don't just investigate a place that's on a main street. Don't have, Doogie, don't have the sprinter van parked right on, right outside of a, a main street in, in, uh, in Salem, Massachusetts where everybody can see. <laughs> oh, I recognize that TWC symbol. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. I guess they'll just have to advertise it every week. Uh, you know, haunted live coming to you from a haunted location, right? Somewhere <laughs> yeah. in America. Well, look at look, you know, look look at a football game. <laughs> I like or, it. That should be the tagline of the entire show. A football game just tells you who's playing. They don't know what's going to happen in the show, so they don't have a description. You know, I, I watch a lot of wrestling. Pro wrestling will tell you, you know, just a brief overview. They're not going to tell you all the stuff that's going to happen, even though they know ahead of time. So it's. You know, I think the public is interested enough in what's going on to say, I'm just going to watch this and, and see what happens. It's, this is, this to me is more like a sporting event than it is a paranormal show in that regard that, right. you know, you never know what's going to happen and what the outcome is going to be. And, you know, safety first, because I'm sure you guys have a few super fans. Maybe one, I, two. I, I was just going to say, I'm sure there's a, there is a need for a very big New England guy that could come down there and play security Some for of them you might if be you in need our it. Chat room right now. Come on, John. I'm a lot tougher than you are. <laughs> I would say they'll probably have some pretty tight security around us, considering all all things. But uh, you know, it's like you said, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it turns out because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to bump their head or fall through the floor or. Or who's gonna, you know, run into a wall, or or who's gonna get scared? So you know, it's it's, it's you you just have to watch it to see what's gonna happen. I definitely like vote live shows. that you will bump your head first because that's kind of your specialty. Yeah, I do bump my head because yeah. I don't. I no longer have feelers on my head. That so I was just, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, somebody's on my side. Well, Doogie, what's probably the best moment in in filming Ghost Asylum and in Ghostland Tennessee and in Haunted Towns? Out of all the times that cameras have been rolling. What's been the one moment that, uh, you know, was, would have been caught on camera uh, that either didn't get caught on camera or didn't make it into an episode that you think is like an, an all time moment that was kind of missed out? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I don't know where to start on the scroll with that one. <laughs> um, and there, there was one time we were down, we were actually down, I don't know if it was the Sugar Shack or, or somewhere, and this noise happened, and Porter, Porter told me, he's like, hey, what was that? I'm going to go check this out. And he got in there, and the bat swooped down and almost took his head off his shoulders. That was a pretty good one right there. And uh, I don't know. We had a bunch with Chasey Ray. You know, his uh, he, he liked to pass gas a lot. You know, <laughs> 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 and, you know we didn't know if it was an EVP or if it was just Chasey Ray. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been there's been quite a few. Um, I think I think one of the coolest ones was the crap out of Mike. We actually got part of that on camera. Right. And uh, when we were actually in uh, Bisbee, and uh, I don't know, that was just a good time. I stayed in that shower way too long, but uh, it was well worth the, the scaring of Mikey. That's uh, that's that's a, a classic moment from from Haunted Towns, and and uh, one that people can catch tonight it's probably right about that time of the episode uh if you have your and as i recommend it is you're, if you're watching us on youtube if you're listening to us uh on on our streaming audio whatever it is just turn your tv on in the background and have it on haunted towns most haunted towns i guess they're calling it but have it on even if you're you know not a nielsen family but definitely if you are a nielsen family because uh, we need all that all the help we can get but uh you know porter the ratings have been pretty good for this for this run on travel channel Oh my gosh! Yes, they have. Uh, you know, I've been I've been kind of keeping an eye on things, and uh, I think one of our highest ratings, you know, on on Destination America, we got up into the 140s or 130s uh, on the top 150 television shows. And I know that our our premiere night, we ended up being number 12 out of the uh, top 150, and we've stayed in the top 30 
uh, ever since. So we're we're hoping we can maintain that and stay there. Uh, you know, it seems like the uh, the audience is tuning in and, and liking the show. I'm getting a lot of good feedback on social media. So uh, you know, hopefully everybody's enjoying what they're seeing and 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 getting to get that education about the places as well and and see some good good interaction. And, and Doogie, one of the complaints that a lot of people had about the previous, you know, runs on Destination America is that just not a lot of people get Destination America. It's not available in a, in a lot of cable uh, systems in, a, in different areas of the country, and you know, people weren't aware that they could order it through Amazon and all this different stuff. So, Doogie, you must be getting a lot of new fans that have, are just seeing this for the first time and are just discovering the TWC for the first time. Yeah, that's the, that's the cool part about it. Um, you know, we're getting a whole a whole different fan base uh, that's come on here in the past four weeks. Um, it's getting out to to millions and millions more viewers, you know, than we were with DA. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't even have Destination America. I mean, you know, I mean, when you when you're paying two hundred bucks a month for a cable package, you know, I mean, not a lot of people want to do that. And plus, you know, we're having to battle this uh, whole live stream thing. Um, you know, Amazon, all these downloading venues now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people just aren't paying for TV like they used to. And it's, it's you know, it's a whole different beast. So you have to kind of, you know, we, we've we've done really well going to the Travel Channel because most people are the Travel Channel. But now that will bring it out to them and, and hopefully help us, you know, on the download uh, streams as well. And and I've noticed too because I've been I've been watching the ratings myself and I've noticed that uh, when there's new live ghost adventures airing before most haunted towns or haunted towns as I'm always going to call it, <laughs> but uh, it, when they have a new ghost adventures it, it gives it a really strong lead in and what that means is it, it's very hard to appease the Ghost Adventures fan base. The Ghost Adventures fan base is very much into Zach and his style and what they present on that show, and they don't really have a lot of support for other paranormal shows. That just seems to have been my experience with them uh, over the years. But the fact that so much of that audience seems to be sticking around and watching Haunted Towns afterwards, I mean, Porter, that's you're really satisfying some of the, the harshest critics of, of paranormal TV, in addition to winning over people that are just watching Travel Channel that would never watch a ghost show, but are, you know, like your approach and like your style. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that really was, was surprising. I, you know, I was hoping that we would have a, a good rapport and build a good rapport with the fan base out there. And, and uh, you know, I was watching, it seems as though we were, we're maintaining and keeping and holding a lot of that audience uh, you know, and people are, you know, giving us some good feedback. I mean, you still, like you said, you have those diehard fans that are supporting one show or, or another and, and they won't support any others and they'll, they'll, they'll post some bad feedback and that's fine. You know, it's, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Uh, but, uh, but overall, it's been a really warm welcome of, of what I've been getting on social media. So I'm, I'm happy with the outcome so far. And, and the best part about it too is that, you know, with with the Travel Channel's reach, you're not only reaching new people and a new audience and new perspective, but you're also reaching people who probably have paranormal locations that, you know, maybe they watch Ghost Adventures and they say, I don't know if I'd necessarily want those guys coming into my house for or into my business or what have you. But they might, you know, they see you guys and realize it's just a, it's a different style, a different approach. Not that one's right and one's wrong, but it's just it's a, it's a different perspective and so you know you might be getting calls from people that normally would have never have thought to allow for uh somebody to come and investigate or film at their location yeah i mean that's uh you know that's a big plus there too i mean we're we're in 91 million or so households now on travel channel 
which is a, a drastic change from where we were before. Uh, you know, and so there's a lot more people who are taking note of the show. And, and like you said, you know, they see one style and they don't they don't connect with it, or they don't uh, they don't feel like they uh, it's it's what their cup of tea is. But you know, they see another style and they kind of tie on to it and like it. And you know, we're just uh, you know we're just a bunch of nice, likable guys. And uh, you know, I, I hope we are. And and I hope the audience enjoys that and feels like they can relate to us and you know and we're more like the guys that they can just sit down and, and have a conversation with and and not one of those untouchables uh, that you see in a lot of other shows. I mean, I'll I'll break down the fourth wall a little bit here. Uh, when I was reaching out to places, especially if it's places that uh, Ghost Adventures or other shows had been before, you know, a lot of the times the people who are in charge of these locations will say, you know, we we've had other shows in there and we weren't really, you know, we weren't really all that happy with the experience. We didn't like the way that it came out on on the final product. We didn't like the way that they came in here and the way that they did things, which doesn't. You know, I'm not saying that what they did was wrong, but just, you know, some people are particular and they don't really like certain things. But my, mm-hmm. my approach was always in, in trying to convince the people to let us in is I would discuss the personalities of the Tennessee Race Chasers. I'm like, but these guys are different. These guys know when they go to your place. Just as an example, and I'm, I'm, I don't think Jill would mind if I, if I talk about this a little bit, but Jill was very, um, Gun shy a little bit in uh, in McDonough, Georgia, to tell her parents that she was allowing this television show to come and film in their home. <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, very much a smoothing over process with her parents, and we basically were able to say, "Listen, you know, these are f- five Southern gentlemen that are coming here. These are guys who are going to come into your home and." You know, be very respectful of the fact that it is your home and that they're only staying there for a little while to do this thing and that you're the people that have to live with what happens afterwards. And, uh, and I know that after you, after you guys left, they were, they were just raving about the, about the experience and raving about having you come in there. But if it wasn't for your personalities and, and, and for, you know, being able to say that those are the type of guys you are, then you probably wouldn't gotten in there. And, and, and Doogie, I'm sure you would encounter that a lot where people are worried about having somebody come in and then once they meet you, they realize, oh, you know, you're just a bunch of nice, respectful guys. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the reason why we have such a loyal following. You know, we've had, and Porter can vouch for this as well, we've had a lot of people say, you guys are totally different than I thought you were going to be. I was like, well, what do you mean by that? You know, well, you guys are nice. Like, yeah, we put our pants on just like you do every morning. And, you know, just like in these locations, you know, I mean, our parents always taught us to, you know, treat other people's stuff like you treat your own. And, you know, if you didn't, you know, daddy's going to backhand you, you know, when you get back in the door. So, you know, we're, we're, we're very respectful. You know, we've been brought up in Christian homes coming up. And, you know, we've always been taught the right things to do, and that's what we try to do. I mean, we fight. We fight a whole lot. I know, you know, we go back and forth with, you know, producers and stuff sometimes. But, you know, we want to do things the way we want to do it, and we want to do things right. And that's what we want to present to people, and that's how we want to present ourselves when we meet people because they're, they are letting us into their businesses, their homes. You know, and we, we want to let them know that, hey, you leave this with us. It's safe and secure when you come back we'll clean it up better than it was before we left, you know. Absolutely. Before we got there. And and I know we probably can't give away too much information about uh, about what we uh, can expect from the new live show, but uh, for those who are wondering, it is, it is a new show and kind of a new concept for the TWC, but you guys are going to be working with, you know, the same production company that you've been working with right along and actually working with some of the team members that you have worked with previously. So there's going to be a real synergy amongst the, the cast and the crew for these live shows, Porter. 
Yeah, it is, and you know that's the the beauty of it is that we're bringing back the uh, uh, you know a lot of the lot of production management and the crew that we worked with on doing the Exorcism Live. So you know we all have worked together in a live environment before. Uh, so uh, you know it's it's right now we're in that preliminary stage of trying to make sure that we've got all of our all of our T's crossed, our I's dotted, and, and we're putting everything together so that when we do get out there, that uh, you know you're going to get to see a, a pretty smooth product. But as with anything, you know it's a it's a new concept, so there's going to be bugs to work out, which is going to make that live aspect a whole lot more fun. Well, there's uh, there's one uncrossed T and one dotted I, and they're the first two at the beginning of my name. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do I do love the concept. I love the idea. I love the fact that. Uh, not only is it going to be, you know, it's 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 you guys on camera, but it's really going to be the entire audience's investigation. It's going to be everybody kind of pitching in and doing their part and kind of helping out. Uh, Doogie, do you think that uh, maybe with having the audience be part of uh, this show and, and, and having, you know, seen the way that you guys investigate and seen over the last... You know, however many years that you guys have been doing these televised investigations, you know, you're really kind of molding some of these people to kind of have the same mindset that you have and to say, have the same approach. So th- a lot of the audience are going to be looking through the same lens that the TWC would be looking through on an investigation with the same level of respect and the same level of reverence for what's happening. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, that, that's what's so revolutionary about this show is like, you know, they're going to be able to experience the same thing we're experiencing at the same time and they're going to see how we're doing things and you know, not to say that how we do things is the right way. I mean, I don't think there's any paranormal handbook out there, you know, uh, you know, of how to do things right. But we enjoy putting out how we we like to go about things and how we're respectful um, to these entities, spirits, and um, and respectful to the locations. And I think it I think it'll really hit home with people because you know that's what they like to do. Sometimes they don't like to see the edited show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They want to know what's going on at the moment, and they're going to get this all in one package. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be like you're right on the hunt with us, and that's what I think is so cool about this. Um, you know, because it is coming to you live. There is no editing. I mean, it's what you see is what you get. If nothing happens, nothing happens. But you know, if it does. They're going to see it at the same time we do and hopefully have the same reactions that we do. The, Doogie, I have a question for you. Do you Are you guys going to be able to go live on your social medias, or is there going to be somebody doing that on, a say, a TWC fan page or a Ghost Hunt Live fan page, or will you guys be able to do it? Um, you know, that's something that we haven't, we haven't really uh, discussed yet. Um, everything's you know we're still in our creative trying to figure out how we're going to do this you know because there's so many loose ends at the moment and this is so new um you know that's going to be a very good question we don't know if we're going to have somebody sitting somewhere taking in you know the social media stuff or or how that's going to work but uh i'm very interested to to find that question out because i think it would be kind of cool if we were doing social media at the same time, but you know, you don't want the social media aspect of us looking at a phone trying to answer somebody's question, and then we miss the holy grail of uh, paranormal investigation. Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. It's almost like if they had one of you, like say 
you know, for instance, they sent you, Brandon, and Porter to one area, maybe you be in charge of doing the social media while you three are together. And then if Chris, Mike, and Brandon go out later, then Mike would be the one in charge of it, you know, almost just to react in that moment while you guys are out in the field. Or, or even better, because then you can ask them for more money, you know, do an hour live on TV and then do an hour on social media. And be like, now you got to pay us double because we basically did two hours <laughs> of a TV yeah. show. I imagine hey, they'd have somebody in charge of that. Yeah, see, I, that's you got to talk to me because I look at all the angles for everybody. I know how to make everybody uh, a little extra. But I think that would be fun. I think it would be cool to kind of, you know, really see. You know, obviously, when you're on television, you're on television, and you have to be respectful of of the audience and of the FCC rules. But then going live afterwards and having the chance to like really see what happens on an investigation when when stuff knocks you for a loop and and you have that natural reaction that. They don't have to have their finger on the uh, on the button for, on the dump button to uh, block out those words. But I think it'll be really good. But you know, as as usual, as usual is the case with the the TWC's uh, projects here that you've been working on. They set the date, and then they're working on exactly how to pull off the logistics. And I love that mindset because it puts the pressure on, and it and it and it draws the best out of everybody, and it kind of really gets everybody's juices flowing. So. Uh, again, Porter, when's the first live episode scheduled to air? You know, I don't know that if I can disclose that yet. They're so they just said an official announcement about it. So um, they just said September uh, so far, right? What'd you say? The the only the announcement just said September, right? I think they said just fall. Oh, okay. Yeah, fall. Yeah, the announcement said fall. So you know, we're uh, we're in that process right now, and I think in the next week or so, they're looking at uh, trying to set that date uh, in stone. Uh, and then they'll put it out there. So uh, you know, once that's out there, then we'll we'll know exactly what our what our short time is to put this thing together. I thought I saw one of the announcements said that uh, it'll pick up right when this run of Most Haunted Towns ends, and I don't think there's that many episodes left. So you know, that can't be. Somebody needs to call Travel Channel and ask them why they didn't air the Lizzie Borden episode on the anniversary of the murders. Well, that is good nobody point. asked me. If they had asked me, I would have told them that's what they should have done. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Yeah. But the that same thing. Thing, to do. The right. same thing happened last time when it aired on on Destination America. They didn't air it in time for our event that we were doing that same weekend. Right, right. It would have been perfect. Somebody call them. Mm-hmm. Right. Figure this out. Before we let you guys go, um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about your appearance up here at Plymouth Paracon because we are talking. We're actually on real radio for those that don't know. Um, but we don't just air on YouTube Live, but we reach the local audience here, and people are going to be able to get a chance to meet the two of you when you're here um, for Plymouth which will be uh, September 21st and 22nd. 22nd. The entire, yeah. John's trying to interrupt me while I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about how many weeks away that is. So that's really like only a little bit more than a month away. Right. That so you guys will be here. Tim and I will be there as well. But some of our audience has not gotten to meet you guys yet. And I keep hearing from everybody, you know, get those TWC boys up here. So here's your chance. You're going to be here. It's going to be amazing. You guys are going to be ghost hunting with us that night as well, which is going to be cool because you will be in the birthplace of America, pretty much, is what everybody thinks it is, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doogie, have you ever been to Plymouth before? I have not. I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, I was actually, uh, Porter and I was talking about that the uh, the other day. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be very cool to get up there to uh, Plymouth Paracon and 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 see how everything goes down i'm anxious to meet people up there you know we've been up uh north you know a few times but it's you know it was always 
fly in, shoot, fly back out, you know, and, and it, you never get to really, you know, anchor down and meet people and, and, and you know, let them see your, your personality. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really anxious for uh, this event coming up. And uh, and I can't wait to show you guys some of the haunts around Plymouth. Uh, and again, anybody that gets tickets to the Plymouth Paracon will be able to take part. There's going to be a ghost hunt. Yes. There's going to be tours going on. There's going to be all kinds of stuff that will really tie you into the ghosts of Plymouth. But Porter, I know that you know you're as much of a history nerd as as we are. You're going to love just some of the stories behind some of these places. I do have to apologize though that the the Mayflower will not be there when you come. But don't feel so bad because it's not the original Mayflower anyway. It's a reproduction from the 1950s. But we can take you to Plymouth Rock, which is not, not the real that rock. exciting. It's not even the real rock. See, no, I asked, I asked an inside yeah. source, and they said it was the real it's, rock. It's not the real rock. Then where is it? They don't know what rock it was. They just picked the biggest rock they could find on the beach. I know, and then everybody kept chipping away at it, and then they had to stop. It's just they got really lucky that the pilgrims landed on a rock and that just happened to have this nice, fancy structure built around it. All right, I'll make a deal with you guys. I'll take you wine tasting before I bring you to the rock. What about Plymouth Plantation? No. Why? We we can take them there, but it's it's also not authentic. It's not authentic. It's close. What's going to happen is... She's going to take us to get wine, and then we won't even know. We won't even know what rock we're on. We'll be standing on some kind of pebble and be like, "Yeah, this place is rock. It's great. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun." Listen, all, like a bunch of idiots. all that really matters is that you take them out for some good food. I want to take them and for good food for sure. There's lots of great seafood. If you like seafood, there's there's lots of great restaurants in Plymouth. So you, it's you will, beautiful. It really is, especially that time of the year. Fall in New England is just amazing. But we're going to be right on the water. It's going to be beautiful. So I can't wait to have you guys up here and. Do all kinds of fun stuff. And you'll be sleeping in the haunted hotel that's right next to a cemetery. So, you know, nothing that you're not already used to. We do things big up here. Even a bonus. Oh, uh, Sam Sam just said we're going to T-Bones on Saturday, September 22nd. I've so. heard about T-Bones. I've yeah. never been, though. We're going to have to see. Okay, guys, listen. This is the only good barbecue you can really get in Plymouth is T-Bones Bar and Grill. And they used to do this whole pig challenge that they took off the menu. I will see if you guys are down with this. I will see if they'll bring it back for that one night only. The whole pig challenge. It's not. You don't have to actually eat a whole pig. But it's a it's a pretty good amount of barbecue. I'll watch. Oh my gosh! I was gonna say, there's no way I can eat a whole pig. No, no, it's not the whole pig. <laughs> but they just call it the whole pig. You feel like a whole pig after you're done eating it. But uh, maybe if anybody wants to take part in that, we can bring it back. That one. I won't do it because I tried it once and I, I didn't I, even come close. I don't do pork. So. I don't do pork either. But I'm still looking forward to going to T Bones because I've never been there. You and guys, I've heard great you, stuff. You guys are just wrong. You're just wrong. They must ribs, have burgers and stuff. Ribs, pulled pork. You guys are just wrong. And it's about that time. It's the other white meat. It's keto. (laughs) (laughs) It's keto. (laughs) Sam actually just said in the chat room, will that work with the keto diet? Um, Probably not. No. All right. Well, we'll we'll definitely have a blast when you guys come up here, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you before then. But again, everybody, stay tuned for the live show coming up. But also watch most haunted towns or haunted towns as we like to call it on Travel Channel every Saturday night. And uh, of course, it's right at the beginning of Spooky South Coast. We don't even care if you want to watch the show and then join us for the second hour. We won't be offended. The show is that good. So uh, thank you guys for joining us and uh, for keeping us up to date with all of your adventures. Uh, thank you for having us on, man. Appreciate you. All right. We'll talk to you real soon. Have a great night. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye, guys. That is Bye. Doogie and Porter from the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited to see where things go. Uh, hopefully I can see from an inside perspective. But, you know, if not, I'll, uh, of course, be watching every episode along with everybody else and 
I'm just sorry that I've been running around so much that I haven't had a chance to be home or be here during the actual rebroadcast on travel channels interact with right. the fan base because normally you do i do i love it i love chatting with people and giving a little bit of inside tips and all that kind of stuff so if uh you know if you just go and follow me on twitter at tim weisberg you can go back and see some of the the little inside information that i offered about because not everything gets onto the show and sometimes there's really interesting nuggets of information little tidbits that just don't make it into the episode that it's really cool to kind of share with the audience and then most people write back and be like, who is this smartass that thinks that he knows everything about this TV show that I'm watching? Just this weirdo that may have wrote the show. Yeah. <laughs> they don't They don't know that. So again, uh, that is on right now, uh, but if uh, if you want to catch up with that, you can check out Travel Channel's On Demand. If you have On Demand on your cable box, you can watch it there. If you are somewhere where you still can't get it, you can always check out the Destina- Destination America On Demand has it. Uh, the Destination America add-on that you can get for Amazon has it. And, of course, you can find it online as well. You can purchase it through different streaming services. So there's really no excuse not to see it. Except for, you know, if you live in the United States, you can't see the U.K. version that apparently I was on. Well, maybe it'll change. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure that episode is coming up anyway. I'm still confused how you go on that, but they won't show you. I believe it's because the U.K. versions are longer. I think their TV shows are like an hour and a half long. Okay. So there's there's extra stuff that was trimmed out that would probably get added. That's just my assumption. Yep. Uh, but, uh, of course, you know, if anybody out there is on, in the U.K. and you have a, a digital copy of that episode, you want to send it my way. Much appreciated. I just want to see how stupid I looked. Not like uh, It's weird seeing yourself on TV. Not like when I filmed Ghost Lab and I never even made the cut. It's super weird. It, isn't it? I, I usually put, like, a hood on and, like, hold the blanket up to my eyes just in case it gets really bad, then I have to not the, watch the, myself. The Ghost Lab episode, I actually had, there was, like, a newspaper article written about it, and, you know, we promoted it here on the radio station, on multiple shows, and then it came time to sit down and watch the show. No me. No oh. monies. Nope. Didn't make it at all. Really? That, that's your boys. Yeah. No, it's not their fault. <laughs> yeah. Edit it. Well, you know what's funny, though? Well, we got about 10 seconds. Somebody, real quick, though, somebody told me, go YouTube your name. There's videos of the guy from the haunting episode that I did. His audition videos are on YouTube. And <laughs> Auditioning to be you? Yes. And it's absolutely you can't freaky. Even, you don't even pass that audition. Right? We'll be back with more. <laughs> Here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa, psychic medium Stephanie Burke, and the big guy John Brightman, filling in for science advisor Matt Moniz, who has the night off. We are talking about the paranormal. Great discussion in the first hour with Doogie and Porter from the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. You know them from Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns and the new, we can say as of yet to be named, but temporarily called Ghost Hunt Live television program that is coming to Travel Channel sometime this fall. And, uh, I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Ghost Hunt Live name. Right. But you're picky when it comes to naming things. I am very picky. Your best ideas come in the shower. I had uh, Haunted Towns was not a terrible name, but I had some better names in mind. I remember your your naming process. It was I, actually really amusing to sit back and witness. I had some pretty good ideas, but... You did. You know, that's that's at a, a pay grade higher than mine, a, a decision level higher than mine. So all I can do is pitch in ideas and just, you know, not get too frustrated when nobody listens to them. I can't even remember what I was what I was saying, but I, had, I know there was one that I was really a big fan of. And uh, I was also not a fan of when uh, the Ghost Stalker's name was picked. 
That was, I remember that. That too. was I was very furious about that I name selection. I didn't, I didn't really like that name either, though. Ghost it's, Stalker. It just doesn't seem fitting, really. Uh, John Tenney can talk to you about that and kind of explain to you why it works, oh, and you okay. can almost you can almost be convinced of it. But then you just shake your head and you're like, "Wait a minute, no!" <laughs> like Tenney could talk me into anything. I, I'm pretty I was sure. Say Tenney can probably talk anybody into anything. But uh, it's just it's not it's not what it was supposed to be. I, I guess I can talk out of school now a little bit because it's you know we're years away from it and it's not you know coming back or anything. So, but it was originally going to be called Death Walkers because both Chad and John had had died, mm-hmm. and so the idea was that they were trying to get kind of back to figure out where it was that they had gone and what it was all about and what it meant, and so Death Walkers because they were going to be walking that line between the living and the dead, and I had actually pitched the idea of if we were going to do that. Instead of using the term portal, which became... Basically, everybody started calling the show Portal Hunters. But if uh, instead of using that word portal, we would have talked about walkways instead. Mm-hmm. Because you're, it's a walkway to get from that area to our area. I said, here's a way to kind of you know put a new word in the vernacular so that it doesn't have the negative connotations that portals have with a lot of people. And, and maybe we can, you know, we can figure it out and, you know put this out there as something people could say that could be a new term and just like lockdown was a new term when ghost adventure started using it you know all these phrases you know uh, the reveal that ghost hunter mm-hmm. says which to this day still pisses off chris balzano <laughs> because he says reveal is not a nar- noun it's a verb and he's right but uh, the but that's the you know that's what i was hoping for with that and then when they said oh the show's gonna be called ghost stalkers i was like terrible <laughs> who's gonna watch that who's gonna watch a show where it sounds like you're stalking ghosts but i don't know it's not your decision right it was not no let's just say that uh at least now when you talk about ghost stalkers people know exactly what you're talking about so you know the name worked in, in that regard Anyway, so uh, we are talking about the paranormal, and I, I do want to talk a little bit about Lizzie Borden tonight, because it is the anniversary of the murders, uh, August 4th, 1892, but I, I just want to kind of catch people up on a, on a few things, uh, where we've been, because we've been all over the place, and some of the stuff that has happened, because, you know, we like to share our adventures with you, and, and I know that not everybody is happy with me after our promise of having a live from Lilydale episode a few weeks ago, but I, I will explain as to exactly what happened with that. I do want to let everybody know first, though, about... Have you heard about these shirts, John? These T-shirts? Parabox? No. Paraboxmonthly.com is the website. And they have these soft, very soft... I, I had one on a few weeks ago. Very soft, uh, you know, silkscreen T-shirts that have these images on them. So you would have loved the shirt that I was wearing because it was the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Okay. Uh, but in that shirt, there is a puzzle that you have to figure out. And and I still, I, I mean, I've been looking at the shirt for a month now, and I still can't figure out the puzzle. Uh, but they have themes to these shirts. They have collections, ghosts and haunted locations, UFO encounters and aliens, cryptozoology, folklore and legends, urban legends, all these different themes. And so you order these shirts, and when the shirts come to you, you get a little bit of a card, a little card with a, a bit of information about the location on the shirt and what it, what it all means. And then you have to kind of solve all these puzzles. So you can actually sign up to get these delivered to you. And, you know, the, 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 the loot crate type stuff, mm-hmm. a box comes to your house every month. You can order month to month. You can order three months. You can order six months. Uh, you can cancel any time, so it's not like you're stuck buying you know every shirt that comes down the line. But 
they've got some stuff, man. I've been on their website, and like we're talking about some of the themes that they have, but mm-hmm. they have so much more. They have a whole line of Art Bell shirts. Really? They have a whole line of Amityville shirts, which anybody that knows me knows i got to get my hands on some of those Amityville shirts. Uh, so you can get these, these, and you get a new shirt every month. And they're great quality shirts. They hold up in the wash. They feel great when you're wearing them. And uh, and you can get 10% off your order if you use the promo code SPOOKYLIVE when you go to PowerBoxMonthly.com. So I highly recommend getting the shirts just so that you can help me figure out the damn puzzle. I will definitely have to check that out. Because I am not figuring it out, no matter how hard I try. But, uh, yeah, definitely want to get my hands on some of those Art Bell shirts on some of those. And and I know that uh, some of the, the L-Gabbers are, are in the chat room tonight. And if, if you are uh, from the Kingdom of Nye, if you are fans of uh, Arthur L and, and, and of that whole group, you definitely want to get some of these Art Bell T-shirts. So, again, PowerBoxMonthly.com, and you can... Uh, Use the promo code SPOOKYLIVE to get 10% off. And uh, I actually wore my Parabox shirt to Lilydale because I was like, if I can't figure this out, maybe being around a whole bunch of psychics can help me figure it out. Didn't work out too well. I didn't ask anybody. I was was too busy to say, hey, can you help me figure out my shirt? But I know that uh, we had promised that there was going to be a live episode from Lilydale, and we tried to work everything out as best as we could. I had contacted the folks in charge of Lilydale, and I said, you know, where are we broadcasting from? And they said, are you going to be broadcasting from the library? I'm thinking to myself, oh, library must have high-speed internet. And so I, I said to them, do you have, you know, internet in, in the library? And they said, oh, yeah, we've, we've got full Wi-Fi, so, you know, you'll have no problem connecting to the internet. You'll be the only ones in the library, so it's not like anybody's going to be leeching off the network. The library will be closed, and it's a closed network, so you should be fine. So I think somewhere in my mind, I, I assume that having Wi-Fi meant that there must be Ethernet somewhere in the building, right? Matt, that's a you pretty think that. that's a pretty safe assumption because you know if you have Wi-Fi, that's something's got to be feeding that router. Mm-hmm. Well, when we got there, uh, first of all, we you know we're, we're we're in the library, so we we need you know to use the big conference table because we're going to have multiple guests and. Uh, the lighting wasn't great, so I was a little bit concerned about that not being great quality. You know, just because it's it's a library. It's an old, historic library. So we're moving tables around and trying to find different spots. And I go to test the Internet, and I can't... I can connect to the Internet, but I can't stream. It's just not powerful enough. So I say, okay, all right, uh, maybe if I go directly into an Ethernet port, we'll be fine. Can't find an Ethernet port anywhere in the library. They have a computer... And so I go over to the computer, and I'm looking on the floor for the Ethernet port. Nothing. The computer is on Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. All right, okay. So then I go, and we move the whole table. We move the, the entire uh, giant table to the hallway where the, where the Wi-Fi is so that I can plug into the router directly. That still doesn't give me enough signal. So now we really don't know what to do. I'm trying to find where the Ethernet port is. It's feeding that router, and I can't figure it out. Finally, I come to the conclusion. I, I figure out what's going on. They have DSL Internet through a phone line with an adapter that's going to the router. Oh. So they just have DSL-quality Internet. And so I said, you know, you guys know that that's not the same as having Ethernet, but they, 
have a historic building there, so they haven't been able to put Ethernet cable, you know, wired Ethernet in there. So this was the best that they could do, was, you know, basically adapting that phone line into having Wi-Fi. So if we go back, uh, which we're talking about possibly going back there and making this an annual thing, uh, but if we go back, we'll just have to find a different location to broadcast from so that we can actually stream live. So we do apologize for hyping that up and saying that we were going to be there. Uh, we did. We did not mean to kind of drop the ball there. I set up hours in advance so that we would be able to do what we were doing and and have no issues. And it just it ended up not being strong enough of a signal. So we recorded the show. So if you missed out on it, it is available on our YouTube channel, and you can watch it for yourself. It's it's different than a spooky South Coast because Phil Paleologus was my co-host, <laughs> and uh, not to uh, besmirch Phil. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I didn't get the chance to really dig into some of the topics that I wanted to dig into because, you know, Phil is new to the concept of what they're talking about. And so he's asking a lot of questions that are kind of, you know, surface questions. Yeah, kind yeah. of just asking about, you know, what it is to do what you do and how it works and, and really getting into the meat and potatoes of each person, which I loved. And I, I, I you know, I wanted to do that myself as well. But I just, I didn't get the chance to really get into the history of Lilydale. I didn't get into the, the dynamics of Lilydale, which was what I was really fascinated with, was how it works. Because uh, I'm sure that, you know, most of you have probably seen the documentary No One Dies in Lilydale that was on HBO. Fantastic documentary. And I, I went back and watched it after I had been. So I'm like, oh, I, I know all of those folks now. Those are all my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Gerda, who was one of the stars of that documentary, was gave me my reading, which I th- think is actually my first real reading that I've ever had. Official. Yeah. I mean, other than like maybe you picking up on little things here and there, but like sitting down for half an hour and having somebody read me. Right. And uh, so that was uh, w- was pretty pretty intense. And I actually have the fork in my office that uh, she gave me. She she had a, a fork that she had bent, mm-hmm. and so she gave it to me. And she said that she wanted me to have that. So I, I put that on, in my office. And then she gave me a spoon. Okay. And she said, you're going to bend the spoon. Mm-hmm. And she said, you're going to... She wanted me to, like, twist it. Mm-hmm. Not, like, just bend it, but she wanted me to have, like, the whole stem of the spoon be twisted in circles like a corkscrew. And she had ones that were like that. And she's like, if you do this right, you're going to be able to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I'm going to be able to bend a spoon. And I was focusing on it all weekend. And I'm, I'm you know, basically they say to rub it. So the, the mm-hmm. skeptic in me is saying, if you're rubbing the metal of the spoon, heating you're heating it heating up. It and that's up. going to make it more malleable. And then you're going to be able to bend it. It didn't work like that. I tried as hard as I could to warm that thing up as much as I could. I put... I put it in the heater of the car to try to warm up the metal mm-hmm. to see if that would help me bend it. It didn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. It made it a little bit easier to bend, but not to the point where you could twist it. You could just kind of bend it like that. So after the show was over, um, we went to the Spirit Cafe mm-hmm. after the show, which is uh, just a tent where they serve up food. Had an Impossible Burger. Superb. And then... Um, we went back to the room. So I'm still feeling pretty jazzed up from everything that's been going on. So I say, I want to just lay in my bed and I'm going to play with my spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So as I'm laying there and I'm kind of, you know, messing around with the spoon and uh, I'm like, instead of rubbing it, I'm just going to kind of just focus on it. And I just sat there and kind of put all of my thought into the spoon. And I said, well, if ever it's going to bend, now it's going to bend. And it just felt like butter all of a sudden in mm-hmm. my hands. It bent. Really? And But the problem was, was I, I bent it, you know, like 
like an L shape. Mm-hmm. I hadn't twisted it. So, which is fine because I was starting to feel like I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But by that point, I had stressed it. And so when I went to actually grab it and twist it, broke it. to bend it, I broke the spoon, you know, the rounded mm-hmm. end off of it. And so then I was cutting my hand trying to actually mold the stem so I had to stop. Mm-hmm. But the lesson learned, I learned, you know, not to bend it L-shaped first. Even though it was easy to bend, don't yeah. do that. So I have not gone and gotten more spoons since, but I'm, I'm just going to go over to the dollar store and buy, you can buy like three metal spoons mm-hmm. for a dollar. Uh, or I'm going to pick some up at a yard sale or something and just, you know, mess. Like Gerda had a whole big bucket of mm-hmm. silverware that she just messes around with. But uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, and I was. And uh, and I, I I have some friends that live out in California who are regular spoon benders mm-hmm. and do all kinds of crazy designs and everything. And they, they told me, like, when you do it and you do it right, it feels like butter in your hand. It just bends. Yep. So I don't know. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and do more, and I'll, I'll try it on the show sometime. Have you done this? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It was pretty fascinating. So You can manipulate anything with energy or your mind, and that's the point of it. But forks, spoons, candle flames, you do a lot of different things. Hmm. Everybody's making spoon jokes at me because I am Big Spoon, mm-hmm. for those of you who have been on the cruises with me. Um, speaking of cruises, just want to let everybody know, the Wicked yes. Waters Cruise, special deal, huge special deal uh, going right now. If, you wanna, if you've been waiting to kind of uh, uh, reserve your spot, they've, lo- they've dropped the price of how much you need to put down. Right. So instead of having to put $50 down... You only have to put $25 down to reserve your spot, and it's a refundable $25. Mm-hmm. So if you decide that but you can't make it and things don't work out, you can always get that $25 back, but it's only $25 down to hold your spot for our cruise next May. Stephanie, myself, Porter, mm-hmm. and we're going to have quite the crew. We already have quite the crew. Yeah, just some of the people who are already uh, signed up to go. Like, this is going to be a party boat if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they better have and, a lot of Jaeger for me. Oh, you're going too? Yeah. Uh, the, the party just got even more wild. I purchased my tickets the first weekend that they went on sale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Uh, the $25 deal, if you want to get that, you have to go to wickedwaterscruise.com. And you have to put in either Stephanie's code, Stephanie, or Burke, Burke, right? Burke, Burke for you, yeah. or my code, Tim, where you can put in Porter's code, Porter, but, you know, yeah. you're listening to Spooky South Coast, <laughs> so, you know, you want to pick one of us. And uh, you'll be able to put just $25 down to reserve your spot. You don't have to pay the final bill until next January. Right. So what I would suggest is if you really want to go, log on right now to wickedwaterscruise.com, put in the co- promo code Burke, or put in the promo code Tim, and... Pay your $25 down, and then just put it on your Christmas list mm-hmm. to have Santa Claus pay the rest of it off for you. <laughs> and then there you go. It's a good deal. Uh, it's No, it is. And with that, just, just to reiterate, we've talked about it before, but just to reiterate, you get to pick two amenities with that purchase. Like when yes. you when you sign up for the cruise, you get to pick. And, of course, one of those is the unlimited drinks package because we're going to be on the Norwegian Gem flying uh, sailing. Not yeah, sailing. You, sailing. We'll be flying. We'll be flying. All right, uh, but uh, we'll be flying by the time we get, get out of port. But uh, sailing from Boston to Bermuda through the Bermuda Triangle. But you know, to get there, it's three days at sea. So what are we going to do during those three days at sea? Well, we'll have some fun. We'll have some paranormal stuff going on. But we're also going to, you know, party drink. and drink. You know, you know what I'm going to do on and this eat. one that I haven't, I didn't do on the other one because it was just too much going on. 
I didn't hit up the buffet enough. See, I I would prefer to only eat in the buffet right. on the cruise just because you can get in and out. Right. You know, you don't have to spend time waiting but to I sit. But I ate once there, and that was it. Yeah. See, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the dining room. Really? No. Like, it's it's nice to go and, like, have one, like, fancy night out, but I don't, I don't want to go to the dining room on a regular basis because I don't want to wait. And it takes a while for them to come and bring you the courses because they're serving, you know, so many people at one time. Oh, no way. Ours was like, that was it. I'm still not doing a fancy thing. I we, don't get dressed up. We, it's not a fancy cruise. No, you don't have to, you don't have to be fancy to, no. to eat there, no. You, can, um, you can't wear, like, your bathing suit, but yeah. you, know, you can just cruising. wear shorts and a shirt. And, I forget what they call it, freestyle cruising. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, uh, but no, like, the dining room. I'd rather just, like, get my food and my dessert, everything all at once, and just sit down and have it in front of me. So I can just eat it and get on and move on to the next thing. That's because you're impatient. I am. And but, like, we had we had a time that we had to be there. We had assigned tables every single night. We went in at the same time. We sat it down at the same time. They brought that food immediately as soon as we yeah, ordered. Yeah, that's, that's not going to be me. It was like... I don't want any assigned times... No. You can assign me, like, when you want me to give a lecture or something, or when you need me to, like, introduce I'm just somebody. Saying, I didn't have to wait around. But, like, the so. rest of the time, I don't want to be. I'm I'm on cruise time. Okay. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever, like. Party Tim's coming out. You need me to be on the deck at 9 o'clock on the night we're going through the Bermuda Triangle so we can do a UFO watch. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. But, and I will wait to drink until after that. But. The rest of the time, you never know where you're going to find me. You never know where you're going to run into me. I don't sit in my room. No. I don't. I don't hang out in my room. I only saw my room to sleep. I don't go to shows. You know, I'm out and about. And I'm around the ship, and you're going to find me, and we're going to have crazy adventures together. So, we'll, even if we're just p- playing shuffleboard, we're going to have some sort of crazy adventure. So, will you be taking part, Stephanie, in UFO sightings? No, and hell no. Looking for no. aliens? Mm-mm. Come on. Well, we don't look for the aliens. We don't want them to land. We just want to see them in the sky. We don't want them to land. We just want to see okay. them in the sky. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if uh, Andrea Perrin will teach me her song before then, or at least give me a recording. No. I think, I think we're gonna have to. I think so. Have to do it. But anyway, go to wickedwaterscruise.com if you want to take part. If you want to join us, it's gonna be a blast. It really is, and it's. It's a great deal. I mean, getting, like I said, two amenities for that price, you get to choose, you can choose the unlimited drink package, which I recommend. Yeah. Even if you're only going to drink a little bit, you want to do it because the drink is, the average cruise ship drink price is 16 bucks. So you don't want to go on there and, and buy and 20 drinks over the course of a week and, and then, then realize it would have been get, cheaper if I just got the, the... Or when you get back to port, oh, wow, I got a $1,000 bill from drinking. Right. And the package the package is like so prepaid. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. And the tip is included and all that kind of stuff. So that's a highly recommended one. But if you don't want to do that, you could do the unlimited dining is another choice where you can eat in every restaurant. Now, the buffet is free. The main dining rooms are free. They're all included with your, your cruise price, I should say. But there are a couple of restaurants where it costs extra to go and eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is, uh, I don't know what they have on the gym, but on the Don, they had a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. They had a steakhouse. Do they have a hibachi? They had a Brazilian rodizio oh, on the Norwegian Don. Google it. Norwegian gem. Busy right you, now. You, you can take away like three seconds from your text message. Um, your options for your amenity packages, and you can pick two, is um, ultimate beverage package, prepaid service, Wi-Fi, dining package, or $75 onboard credit. Don't bother with the Wi-Fi. Disconnect yourself for a week. You'll be much better off. 
We did on the last one the ultimate beverage package because it's so worth it. It's you know it covers soda and everything else, um, and we did the prepaid service. So we didn't pay. We well we prepaid our gratuities, so we didn't have to pay anything. I think the cruise cost us five dollars. Really? After all was said and done, and that five dollars just came from um, buying something, buying drinks or whatever before we left port. The the seventy five dollar onboard credit, I, I got that with mm-hmm. my last cruise just because I was a, a returning yeah. Norwegian customer. And I, I used it in some of the restaurants because mm-hmm. I didn't have the unlimited dining. And then I bought a couple. Uh, they have, so they have, uh, in the Mexican restaurant, they have uh, sugar skull mugs yep. that you can buy. So I bought it was like 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so I used some of it for one of those and you use some of it in the casino. Yeah. Um, but I just, I did look. The gem does have the Moderno Churrascaria. I always say that wrong. People are <laughs> like listening what? at home and like what? But it's it's basically it's the Brazilian grill, John. They have a Brazilian grill on the ship. Yeah, I'm trying to. If only you ate meat. See, I could do the hibachi because they do seafood, but I'm, I'm not big about no. Uh, this is uh, this is I lamb some- chops, filet mignon, sausage and chicken, salad bar with dried meats, olives, marinated veggies alongside with salad. There's mashed potatoes, fried bananas, rice and beans. I'm starting to get hungry. But uh, there's, there's. They got a place called the Blue Lagoon. That is, I believe, that is the uh, all night place, the Blue Lagoon. Really? So that's like pub food. Yep. So uh, at the end of the night, after all the restaurant, uh, after all the the bars have shut down, and you've done all the drinking that you can possibly and you're do, starving, and you're hungry, you go there, and then they have like you know like mac and cheese and chicken fingers and buffalo fingers and burgers and Anybody stuff. That's on the cruise. That's where you can find out me. Late enough to do that. Well, you don't have to be out late to do it. I was so I mean, exhausted every they're single open night the whole time. And then that's the place where people can go to get breakfast, too, before the buffet opens. Like, they usually do breakfast a little bit earlier. So, uh, trust me. Uh, stick with you? Yeah, stick with me. You, you, It's easy to get overwhelmed your first cruise. I've never mm-hmm. been on one. You will definitely so get overwhelmed. It's, it's certainly it's easy to get overwhelmed. But stick with me, and I will show you. I've got cruising down to a science now. This will be my third one. Mm-hmm. So, I and basically, like, if... If I'm if I go to anything, I develop a strategy because I'm right. just anal about it like that. So I've I've got a strategy, and by strategy I mean I just know how to get the most fun out of each day that you can. Right. That being said, I did spend one whole day of the last cruise just laying in bed. Did you really? I got wicked hungover mm. because I went out. I basically I wasn't even planning on getting off the boat in Bermuda because there's so much to do on the boat. Right. So that when I well the ship you should say ship not boat. <laughs> so when when I got off, I thought I was off the ship. I thought I was just going to uh, <laughs> do a quick thing and then come back. Yeah. And I ended up being out for a while and I didn't bring water. That's so right. That was a struggle. And then when I got back, I only had like an hour before I had to go back out again because I got asked to go with a tour group that I hadn't been planning on going. So I just kind of ran and did what I had to do. And so by the time I got back, I had had very little water all day and very little to eat. And I said, "Well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start downing screwdrivers because mm-hmm. the orange juice will replenish me." No, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> I recall this story. I got super trashed and uh, and also got really bad heartburn from all the orange juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy is in the chat room. Jimmy, I remember Jimmy uh, coming up to me in the casino at one point. I remember Mama Cheryl saving my life uh, yes, at the restaurant when I passed out and walking me back to my room. Really? Oh, the Reuben story. Well, well, I already told the Reuben story on the yeah, air. Yeah, so we'll, I've, I've we'll heard the Reuben story okay, before. Yeah, the Reuben story. 
So anyway, <laughs> so that's all the fun that you can have with us uh, for that. I would like to point out I am not that fun. <laughs> oh, you will you be. You will be. No. Yes. You will be. No, no, no. Me, Jimmy, Jimmy wrote Ruben's sandwich in the chat room. Me, yeah. Tim, Porter. Wolf. No. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a blast. So she can she doesn't have to partake in all the stuff that we do. She can just watch yeah, and I, be there. I, when I it can't happens. hang and drink like you guys do. But uh, don't let this uh, don't let this body fool you. I'm I I only need two drinks and I'm done. Oh, I know. I've been with you. You should have seen me when I was dancing to Bruno Mars in the dance club. I've seen you dance before with uh, Candace. I danced quite well, and I, uh, I have no dancing for me. And karaoke too. That'll be part of the events. It has to be. Anyway, I, I'll do the karaoke with you. So uh, I did. I was uh, mentioning the the Lilydale episode. If you haven't, if you've missed out on it, I'm also working on. I'm I'm going to be filling in on Midnight in the Desert uh, right. for Dave Schrader a couple times coming up. Uh, he's going to be. And for those of you who listen to us on the Dark Matter. Uh, digital network, of course, you know the Midnight in the Desert show uh, airs every weeknight at midnight Eastern time. Uh, but it is the it's the show that Art Bell started mm-hmm. uh, with with the network, and now Dave Schrader is the host. And so Dave's going to be taking some time off, and myself and Tim Dennis will be his fill-in hosts, uh, kind of alternating. But he has a couple things coming up that Tim Dennis is going to be at both of those as well. So I'm going to be stepping in. So August 23rd and 24th, I'll be hosting that show. Uh, as well as uh, some shows coming up uh, in September or October as well. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to talk to Michelle, and I'm going to see if we can set up a Lilydale episode for one of those nights and really get more in-depth with it. So I, uh, I, you know, I pitched a few guests as well, but basically I'm just kind of filling in on their show. Mm-hmm. So I told them whatever you want to throw at me, I'm ready for it. So uh, we'll let you know when those those shows get closer. But again, August 23rd and 24th. I'll be the fill-in host for Midnight in the Desert. If you're not a member of, if you're not a subscriber to the Dark Matter Digital Network, you can do so for just $5. And anybody can hear the show live for free, but the $5 a month gets you access to all the archives. You can hear when I was on a couple weeks ago with Dave, when we're kind of just having some fun going back and forth and talking about some of our thoughts and feelings about the paranormal world. And speaking of thoughts and feelings about the paranormal world, we have a caller on the line. If you would like to call into the show, 508-996-0500, is the number. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. How are you doing, Ross? i got to put you up over here, too, because I didn't slide that part up. Uh, we are spooktacular. How about yourself? Are, are you, are you, uh, are you thinking? Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm spectacular as well. I'm. Uh, hey, what can I say? I'm out here at a beach tonight. So. Well, I was going to say, are you thinking? You know, are you thinking Halloween already? Are you thinking October? Are you thinking paranormal Christmas? A little bit of everything, and uh, I have to say, you got my mind going about the uh, Quiet Waters cruise. You know, I do believe um, me and a certain someone are going to be in need of a uh, honeymoon. I was thinking that would be a perfect fit. Yes, I think it might be as well. You know, the best thing about Norwegian or any kind of cruise is you don't have to have a designated driver. No. Well, I would. I mean, we have one. You need uh, to get back to your room, my friend. We have the, we have the captain. I hope, I hope the captain's sober. That's not hard to find your room. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a Norwegian. Well, yeah. I mean, the worst part that, you know, like the worst thing that can happen is you need to ask somebody to help you find your room. Right. Yeah. But there's always yeah, people willing to help you. Exactly. So and hey, we're gonna be in, you guys are gonna be in the Bermuda Triangle, going right through the heart of it. 
going to be quite an event. I, I, I don't know. This might be a little bit of a hard sell, but I think it might be uh, well worth it. Well, I mean, I forget the date. When's when's the big day? Um, February 23rd. Yeah, so, so that gives yeah. you plenty of time to, you know, this isn't until May, so it gives yep. you plenty of time to kind of, you know, calm down from everything and then really have yep. a, a week where you can just let loose and enjoy yourselves. Or, you know what, the honeymoon from the honeymoon. This is true. Yeah, that might just be, uh, we, what's what's wrong with having two honeymoons? Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Just remind your, your beautiful significant I'm, other how much yeah. we enjoy her company and how much yeah. she loves us. I mean, you're not going to get to have us on your first honeymoon, so you might as well have right. us on the second one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that France is, is in the... Uh, it sounds like France is in the stars, so that might be uh, uh, just as fun. This is so. this is a good deal, and like we said, you only got to put $25 down per person, so, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can reserve your spot, and if you change your mind, it's refundable. Sure. I'll definitely look into it because the... Uh, you know, Norwegian cruises are the best. They have the they have the best crepes. I have not had them. They have Nutella crepes. Oh, really? really? I'm not a crepe yeah. person. I don't so dislike them, but I've I've had bad experiences. I love crepes, crepes and I, I love ever, Nutella. I don't ever get up early enough for breakfast. I don't uh, usually either, but but crepes sound very good, and well, I love yeah. Nutella. Can they get delivered? Oh, yeah. Breakfast goes to like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. You know, up. Can I that. deliver crepes to my room? I yeah. think you can. Like, I purposely, group just purposely because of how good Nutella is, I go to the dollar store and they have the little Nutella packages. Yeah. And I buy them by the case and bring home with me. I, I see you learn something every time you listen to the show. Right. right? Call in. Well, it's all about snacks, my friend. All about yeah, snacks. Yeah. I have um, I have yet to get those T-shirts to you guys. I have quite a few band T-shirts that I need uh, to, to get rid of and all different sizes. So... I'll have to, uh, Nothing describes the spooky crew better than all different sizes. <laughs> That's us. Uh, well, and also, I want to say uh, there's there's uh, also for people who've been asking us about spooky South Coast T-shirts. Uh, there's some listeners who reached out and said that they have uh, recently purchased a screen printing machine and that they're putting out some stuff and and they want to send us some samples so of different stuff like they're looking at mugs and different things like that. So we might have some some merch coming up. Good, good. Hey, if you ever need anybody, I know plenty of people. I'm sure John does, too. We've got pins for sale. I know that. We've got plenty of uh, spooky South Coast buttons. Cool. I think the stickers would be a hit, too. Yeah, we're, we're talking about some different stuff, but, you know, cool. Cool. We're, we're also, uh, we also just, our minds wander and we forget about That's things. Okay. Hey, I understand. It, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Plymouth Paracon. It's been a while since I've had any kind of... Uh, and been to any events, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, you missed a great time uh, in in Winchenden because yeah, you you've never seen a masturbating ghost before. Don't let him fool you. I wasn't there, so you missed nothing. I don't know. A masturbating ghost is a pretty big deal. So this is true. I would. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you seen the video, Ross? Have you seen? Uh, I watched a little, a few clips of it. Did you? I, I've did, been, did you feel like very voyeuristic watching it? Uh, yeah, it was a little. Yeah, I don't know how I quite feel about it still. So. Well, I'll tell you how I feel about it. I think it's yeah, hilarious. I know. You've, <laughs> you've been promoting it. Right? <laughs> I'm like, ghosts are just like us, because that's what I do when I'm in the tub. <laughs> oh, when my God. Box, right? <laughs> I'm kidding right? around. Oh, God. Everybody knows. You know what I do in the tub. I already told you what I do. You sleep. sleep. I read, and yeah, then I fall asleep, sleep. and then the book falls in the water. 
Ooh, that stinks. At yeah. least it's not a Yeah, that's horrible. we got to get you one of those trays that go across that you, like, hold the book up. I, I tried doing it with a Kindle, but that didn't work out so well. Yeah. Ooh. That would be an expensive uh, loss right there. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for checking in, Ross. Yeah, no and, uh, and anything we can do to help uh, sell... Sell the future misses on uh, coming with us on the cruise. We'll ha- we're happy to do Tell it. Tell her fifty bucks gets your gets your cabin yeah, all together. That's, that's a good price. And if uh, I'll I'll let you know if we got any shows or anything coming up. We we just uh, produced a pretty well to do video. Nice. Don't know if the music will be quite received well by the audience, but uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Sounds good. All right. Have a good night. Thank you, sir. You as well. Yeah, no problem. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So I guess I do have to kind of uh, discuss this a little bit because I've been talking You've about been it. You've been wanting to all night. So here's, here's the deal. So a couple of weeks ago, we had our, our weird Winchenden event. Uh, we, you know, we've been there a few times. We've had some weird stuff happen in the basements. The basements seem yes. to have a lot of activity. And, of course, this night was no different. Uh, oh, my God, I just saw a guy on TV that I thought was Chip Coffee. <laughs> There was somebody sitting at the table on on that commercial that it, it was, looked just like Chip. Anyway, so uh, in Winchenden, uh, there's two houses, two mansions across from each other. There's the Murdoch Whitney House and the Isaac Morris House, and uh, and I was very excited anyway because this is the first night that we've gone there for an investigation that the ice cream shop was still open. So it was really cool that everybody got to go over and, and buy themselves a Sunday and help support the ice cream shop and it was really good ice cream uh so anyway so but even while we're doing that you know uh nate and his dad were going and checking out the basements mm-hmm. because you know how don is don's just like whatever you guys want to yeah. do so um they were checking out the basements and they were telling us that already they were getting activity so that seemed to be the hot spot that everybody was running to but at one point we're in the I, I guess they call it the music room or, or you know, the the main parlor or whatever in the Murdoch-Whitney house. It's the room that when they gather everybody together, it's where everybody gathers together. Right. There's a piano in the room. And one of our investigators, uh, Crystal, had the SLS camera. And she's walking around. She had just gotten it, I guess. So she's only had it for a little while. So she's walking around with the SLS camera. And she happens to point it at the piano. And there's a figure standing in front of the piano. And it looks like it's playing a violin. And you can see one hand moving the, the mm. bow and the other hand playing the chords. And its foot is tapping in time with what it's playing. So like, well, that's really cool. It looks like there's somebody playing the piano, uh, playing the uh, violin. And then it switched and it looked like it was playing a, like a, a floor bass or a cello. It's pulling the strings down here and playing the chords up here and still tapping its foot in time. Pretty cool. (laughs) Then it moves to a trombone, and it's holding one hand and sliding the other hand out, slide trombone, and tapping its foot in time. So we asked if any of the uh, investigators knew how to play any music, and and Roger, who has been at a few of our events Mm -hmm. lately, Roger can play a little piano. So Roger sat down and started playing the piano, and the stick figure on the SLS camera started playing the violin in time with what Roger was playing. And so Roger starts experimenting, and he starts slowing down. And if he slowed down, the stick figure slowed down, and its foot tapping slowed down. And the if he sped up, it would speed up. The, the stick figure always played in time with whatever Roger was playing on the piano. It was fascinating. And you can see the whole video. Um, up, you can see it up on our YouTube. Matt's running the, the masturbating ghost right now, but... Mm-hmm. 
you can see this the stick finger stick finger kind of playing along. So we thought that that was going to be like the catch of the night, and it was a really good, really good catch. The appropriate catch of the night certainly was. So then we're down in the basement. And you know that when we're in the basement of the Murdoch-Whitney house, and anybody that's investigated with me knows I love to turn every device off, sit in the dark. Mm -hmm. That's when you're going to see these shadow people coming at you, Mm -hmm. and you will see tons of them in this basement. So we turned off all the lights, and and Crystal had her SLS camera running. And uh, and, and Crystal's deaf, Mm -hmm. so she can't participate in the same things that we can. When it's completely dark like that, she's kind of out of the loop. Yes. Because she can't see. Jess was there signing for her, and you can't see... And so she needed to use the SLS camera because that was the way that she could interact with the investigation. So I just thought to move her to a different area would help so that the light wouldn't be blocking everybody else. Plus, we had heard earlier in that night, there's one little section of the Murdoch-Whitney basement where there's a, a wooden ramp and or, that leads up to a doorway. Mm-hmm. And we had heard something on that ramp earlier in the night. So I said, that's a great place to go set up that SLS camera because... Maybe we'll see something walking on the ramp. And so when we went into that little area, we saw something standing next to the ramp. There's a stick figure standing next to the ramp. And after a few moments, it disappeared. Crystal pans the camera over, and there's an, just an old clawfoot tub sitting in this room. But when she pans over to the tub, there's a stick figure sitting in the tub, just kind of relaxing, and it looks like it's taking a bath. Okay, I know that these SLS cameras, especially the ones that most investigators have, because they're not the Bill Chapel ones that are, you know, developed with the high-end cameras. They're just people adapting those Xbox commercial cameras. So they have a lot of false positives. They have a lot of stick figures that just appear out of nowhere. But when I'm seeing stick figures that are actually interacting with the environment, like the one playing the instruments and tapping its time with the music that somebody else is playing, or when I see one lounging in a tub, literally lounging in a tub, I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be something to this. So as we're sitting there watching this thing lounging in the tub, it just takes casually takes its left hand and starts uh, washing its nether regions. <laughs> and it gets a little bit more intense with it. And you can tell by the way that the stick figure is mapped and the way that it's articulating, you can tell what it's doing. You can tell that it is... How can I put this in a way that's appropriate for the radio? Let's just say the hand movements and the arm movements are consistent with what we thought was going on. That's a nice way to put it. And as as Jess is talking to it, it's doing it more and more. And eventually he just decides to start using both hands. And at that point he's just grabbing on for dear life and <laughs> you know doing what he's doing. Uh, but we watched this go on for a good 10 minutes. or how, I don't know. How, how long is that video, Matt? Do you know how long it is? Does it say? Yeah, so, uh, you know. Basically 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes of watching this ghost play with himself. Yeah. And so uh, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. But it's uh, definitely one of the weirdest things that I've ever seen on an investigation. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know if we should... Like, go back there and try to recreate that again. And, you know, obviously we're going to go back there. It's a fantastic place to investigate. I just don't know if we should go back there and see if there's more masturbating ghosts. It could have been excited from one of the females in the room. I told, I told Jess it was her fault. Yep. She's the one talking to it. No, what you use is Stephanie as bait next time. No. 
I just say we put her in the bathtub. There you go. And see what happens. Put stuff in the bathtub and see what happens. No. But it uh, it certainly was a, a, a very strange catch. And when we brought it upstairs and we hooked it up to the big TV so that everybody could sit and watch it, there was no doubt in anybody's mind exactly what was going on. That is. Did you crazy. say it first or did you just say, hey, tell us what you think is happening? Uh, I think that we probably let the cat out of the bag. Oh, then it's your own fault. But <laughs> have you you've seen the video? I have. There's... There's no, you know, you can't misinterpret what's going on there. I know. When he's, when you see the hand moving up and down, like to a specific length. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it clean because we're on the radio. But right, I'm just saying that some people might not see it that way. You got to let people make their own decisions. I, I, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you have to have never seen anybody do that I in their know. life to know that to think that it's anything but that. But anyway, you can check it out for yourself on the Spooky South Coast YouTube channel. Uh, I also wrote a story about it on uh, on SpookySouthCoast.com, so you can read about it and check it out for yourself. And, you know, maybe you can... Uh, maybe you can give us an idea of what else it could possibly be that isn't that, so at least we feel a little bit better about it, but I, I don't think you're going to be able to. So uh, so we do have uh, just about seven minutes left in the show. Uh, I, I did want to talk a little Lizzie Borden. Now, and I know that, you know, we said we were going to talk about it more tonight, but we talk about Lizzie Borden frequently Pretty in often, the show. Yeah. And so you can always go back and check out some of our archives to hear our thoughts. But I do want to see, uh, John had brought up the, the trailer for the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you've had the chance to see it. I haven't watched it yet, but I uh, saw it was everywhere today. So, yes, and uh, and we have it up. Uh, if you check out fun107.com, it's on there. I, but... The movie looks like it's going to be, it even says, a reimagining of the Lizzie Borden story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This movie's been in the works for a long time. I don't know if maybe the plan was to originally start with a straight-up historical piece, and then they kind of went down this path. I don't know if this was the way they wanted to go to begin with, but uh, I'm not really giving too much away because it's in the trailer, but the movie basically says Andrew Borden was... Um, sexually abusive to Lizzie mm-hmm. and to Bridget Sullivan, the maid, and that that gave Bridget and Lizzie kind of uh, a common ground and that the two of them started their own relationship, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Yep. And uh, you know, one of them might have been in the bathtub. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my anyway, God. but so they started their own uh, relationship and that, that that connection between the two of them is what fueled the murders. And so basically, you know, they have a scene in the trailer where it looks like Lizzie is committing the murders in the nude and Bridget's standing right next to her watching in the nude. So basically really saying, weird. like, the two of them were right there uh, beside each other the whole time and, and worked this whole thing out together. And so obviously we're never going to know what happened, so everything's mm-hmm. going to be an interpretation. But right. I just... I. Uh, this bothers me like the Christina Ritchie movie where it's just they're trying to find that salacious aspect of it to kind of make it stand up, stand out. Right. So, so you didn't like the Christina Ritchie one? I did not. No, you? 30 seconds into it when they were playing the Black Keys, I was like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> like, I wanted something with historical accuracy. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought Lifetime was going to give us that, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect to hear the Black Keys. I See, I think for being what it was, being on Lifetime, being dramatized the way it was. I think it was good. I liked it. It kept me wanting to watch the next episode of it, but it still wasn't the greatest. And it wasn't historically accurate. No. 
No. I didn't think it would be. Do you think we're picky just because we know the story? I think we're picky because we care about the like historical. history. Right. Like even, even I, I think we would feel this way if it was any other case. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't like the, the Bell Witch movie, mm-hmm. uh, An American Haunting, because it the way that it treated the story. Right. So the good thing, I mean, a lot of people are up in arms around in this area because it wasn't actually filmed in Fall River, but it's hard to film a movie in that house. Right. Neither was the Christine Ricci one. Right. But people also were upset about that, too. So uh, for those, though, who do go out and see the, the new Lizzie movie, it was filmed in a haunted location. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in the Sorrel Weed House in Savannah, Georgia. So it was filmed in a haunted location, even though it wasn't you know, the Borden House. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Uh, but certainly it's going to get a lot of attention in this area. It's going to get a lot of attention from our audience. So if uh, I think it comes out in September. So if anybody has the chance to go out and see it and you want to let us know, I'm going to reach out to the to the movie studio and I'm going to see if I can get us a screener because they're probably not going to have any screenings around mm-hmm. here. You don't think um, they'd do one in Boston or maybe no, Seekonk? No, I don't think so. I, if, if, I think if they were tied into the Fall River community while they were making the movie, maybe they would have had a screening in this area. But it's it's like an art house film, so that if they do anything, it'll be in New York. Yeah. So um, I'll see if I can get like a digital screener with permission for just, you know, the spooky South Coast crew to watch because you really can't share digital screeners. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll see if we can kind of let you know what we think about it. But certainly we will have, uh, you know, Joanna Langfeld does a lot of the movie. She does the movie minute here with Phil. Maybe we can get her to call into a spooky South Coast when mm-hmm. she sees it just to kind of give us her opinion of it. But uh, if anybody out there gets a chance to see it, just let us know. Spooky crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. That's how you can get a hold of us anytime. Throughout the course of the week, we'll be back next Saturday night to talk more about the paranormal. And uh, you can always catch all of our previous shows on YouTube. You can catch them on iTunes. Matt, we fixed the iTunes problem for the most part. We've been having issues for the last couple of months. Our podcast service has fixed the issue. Yep. um, After their um, diligent efforts, um, they fixed our uh, podcast feed. So everything is uh, should be up to date. If anybody does have any problems, I think TuneIn is still down. Okay, but I think that's on TuneIn's end. Yeah, they're they're. Um, so I I don't think I've gotten an email back from them. And the archives are working as well. The the ones past yep. the last one hundred episodes. Yep, everything's uh, up and running, and uh, so be- far so good. Because most mm-hmm. of the, that's the thing about our our podcast service. Most of them don't have five hundred and forty five episodes like we do. Right. So that's where we run into some issues time from time to time is when they change things around, we end up getting lost in the shuffle because we have so many episodes. Right. I, I think, um, well, there's a, a technical like issue that we were having um, that I think was specific to what we were doing that I don't think anybody was uh, anybody else was having a problem with. So it's something on our end that we were messing up? I think up? so. But it wasn't our fault. Are you sure? Because I'm the one so that uploads it, so it probably was our don't fault. Don't blame us. Everyone out there, don't blame us. We didn't do it. Well, either way, it's all fixed. Uh, and, of course, you can get all the episodes. Stitcher's a great way to get them. You can hear the rebroadcast on the Dark Matter Digital Network every Tuesday. And, uh, and of course, we look forward to bringing you a brand new show next Saturday night when we'll be back to talk more about the paranormal. Lots of cool stuff coming up in the coming weeks. And we're going to be here every week until at least the Plymouth Paracon. So plenty I of won't. fresh new shows coming your way. What would you say? I won't. Well, that's your deal. But somebody will be here. 
Somebody will be here to talk to you about the paranormal, even if we just have to make Moniz come in on his own. Uh, no. Like, hey, Moniz, you've been here for 12 years. Figure out the buttons. <laughs> All right. So until next time, uh, for Matt, for Moniz, for Stephanie, for John, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular, and we want you all to reach out to us during the week and let us know where you listen from. Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Stay spooktacular. <laughs>